We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, welcome to today's show. We're going to get you covered for the playoff edition of the waiver wire. Obviously, week one of the playoffs. Hopefully, you are in the playoffs. If you're not in that kind of league, you need to leave it. Uh, obviously, at the end of the season. But certainly, don't wait for the playoffs until week 18. We got you covering all those guys and more. Stick around. Welcome to the Tuesday, December 13th edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast brought to you by No House Advantage. I'm Joe Bartle. You can follow me at JB Fantasy Sports along with Jake Tarski every week at Roto Jake's Day. We're running down top waiver pickups for week 15, first week of the playoffs for a lot of people. Maybe discussing some playoff strategies. We'll answer some of the questions that come in as well, too. Uh, and I could say that because the Monday Night Football game, not all that important other than all the injuries that happened and possibly messed <laughs> I, up people. I would <laughs> argue that this is one of the most consequential Monday night football games we've had not all for season. Good reasons, that's yeah, all. no, not for good reasons. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, so chances are you were kind of a fringe playoff team if you were relying on Kyler Murray all year. I know that was the case in one of my leagues um, because, you know, he missed some time earlier in the year due to injury. But this one looks bad. I mean, you feel for the guy. You could, Of course, the cameras caught him in tears in the tunnel, and that's when you know it's bad right off the bat, right? And uh, I don't know if they've officially put it out, but it looks like significant knee damage for yeah. Kyler Murray. So uh, we have a giant laundry list of quarterback situations that we can go over this week. I think uh, – we're going to see about a third of the teams in the whole league change quarterback or potentially change quarterback, um, and, and we'll get to all of that here. But, uh, yeah, tough break for Murray. Um, of course, you know, this he wasn't the only injury, though, right? Yeah, Ramondre Stevenson, Debo Samuel, T. Higgins, all guys mm-hmm. that could be affecting your fantasy playoffs. <laughs> yeah. so. I was talking about the only injury in the Monday night game. <laughs> right. <laughs> really, really, right? Because uh, right. Ramondre Stevenson, obviously, he was in and out. He came back in, then he was down, and then he's off. James Conner, he was in and out, but at least it seems like he finished the game. He was limping to the sidelines a couple of times. Devontae Parker, very early in the game, left with a head injury. That looks like a concussion. Uh, hats off to, uh, was it Nelson Aguilar that alerted the officials there? Because uh, Parker got up all wobbly, and I don't know what the spotter was doing, you know, maybe having a smoke break or a bathroom break, but uh, but he was all wobbly. Nobody saw it, and Parker's lined up like half on the line of scrimmage, and, and Aguilar gets him out of there. So good for him. Um, and then, you know, some injuries on the defensive side too, but injuries were definitely the story of Monday Night Football. Yeah, let's get to the whole recap of that first word for our sponsors, No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today, playing pickup 
pick'em contests versus other people. First shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and then climb the leaderboard for shots at hundreds or for a shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20x your entry. If you hit all your picks, bet on up to five player props, over-unders, or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL. M- uh, N- NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR sign with promo code NHWIRE. That's N-H-A-W-I-R-E at No House Advantage or download the app on the App Store. To get a first deposit match up to $25, make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. It's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. All right, you mentioned it. Patriots ended up getting the critical playoff win for them, 27-13 wasn't a really competitive game for much of the second half after the Patriots defense took care of the DeAndre Hopkins fumble or turned it for a touchdown. And that was in large part a, a big catalyst for the Patriots win was their defense overall. Mac mm-hmm. Jones, once again, proved to be inept. And this should have been a good spot for him. Still didn't look very good. Mm-hmm. Um, from the Cardinals' perspective, James Conner. I, and, I wish and they'd show Hopkins more of Mac Jones shouting at Matt Patricia on the sideline because <laughs> it was funny. when we. I remember way back to the beginning of the season when we were doing our uh, early over-unders. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I took the over on the pass and you were on the under but the main reason being Matt Patricia can't coach and I'm like well Belichick's gonna figure it out but if Mac Jones isn't afraid to just bark back at him after every decision and there's not going to be consequences for that then you know good for Mac Jones I guess but um but no you're right defense absolutely the story of this game here on Monday night um obviously Kyler Murray gets knocked out early it's pretty demoralizing right Mm -hmm. given uh you know the, the scene around there in general but um Colt McCoy was able to, I mean, he's experienced. He's a starter. He's led this offense, you know, in, in the past, even this season. And he was able to lead a drive. And actually, the Cardinals had a 13-10 uh, to 10 lead at halftime. Then they ended up losing the game 27-13. to 13. And the reason for that, of course, is uh, the Patriots' defense. Here, I think six sacks when it was all said and done. Colt McCoy certainly looks very capable. Um, I don't think that DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think that Hollywood Brown are going to lose much uh, fantasy value period i think james connor might gain some fantasy value from this whole situation here you know that's very possible because you know mccoy is going to be less likely to take off you know and scramble and and more likely to you know to throw it up or maybe throw it in a tight situation anyway we'll see so you know fantasy wise that doesn't seem too bad and he's actually a decent quarterback rest of season provided this offensive line can keep him up right like i said six sacks the hopkins fumble was just like it was like a mental lapse by Hopkins. He's one hand in the ball yeah, out like here Shane like McCoy this, and he just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know what that is. And, you know, he was off. He was like, it's on me. It's on me. So, um, you know, despite this, uh, I guess, shellacking in the second half the offense took, I'm still optimistic, um, you know, now the Cardinals playoff hopes, if they're all but evaporated, you know, what what kind of motivation does that have for the rest of the season? But I'm counting on uh, a lot of these guys, especially DeAndre Hopkins and James Conner, to uh, lead me to some fantasy football titles. Yeah, we have been talking off air, and I'm curious if the Cardinals choose to switch away from Colt McCoy to end the season, given, like you mentioned, they're out of playoff contention. At the moment, Trace McSorley is the only other backup. You know, there's you, you don't, practice squad calls. I don't think you change things for yeah, Trace McSorley. Yeah, exactly. You know? there's, no, there's no guy. You don't develop trace mcsorley this that this late in the season that's what i asked my first question was like well who are you going to develop i mean they clearly put a lot of stock in kyler murray he's their guy you might as well just throw out there and play for a worse draft pick with colt mccoy so yeah well i mean you could accomplish that with trace mcsorley too but i think there's i don't I don't think you want the rails to fall completely off. There, there's a there's a mm-hmm. point. These are all still competitors, right? You don't want to. Well, yeah. I mean, Kingsbury is going to be in a situation where he's he needs gone. to. You think he's gone? Oh, he's, he he and Kime, their GM, might both be fired despite getting 
contract extensions to begin this offseason. But there's no I, way I, I don't Cliff believe that. This. I don't believe that he has plausible deniability given the Murray's Murray injury. They look bad before. You know, they yeah, they mm. they look bad, and you know the defense is the issue. But Murray missed enough games, and especially this injury, I think is going to buy him some leeway. Yeah, it might have been the best case scenario for Cliff, mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury, but, which but is hey, sad to say. But hey, if anything, Kingsbury. Yeah, oh, geez, that's a terrible way to mm-hmm. put it. But uh, but no, if anything, uh, Kingsbury coaching for uh, you know his self respect will maybe help these fantasy guys stay useful. Um, we'll briefly touch on the Patriots side. A few things happened there. Um, Nelson Aguilar. Uh, Look pretty good. I mean, volume wise, mm-hmm. he had 10 targets. That's noteworthy. We'll discuss that below with Jacoby Myers banged up and Devontae Parker. Um, you know, given it's a short week, he's almost certainly going to be in protocol with the way things have been going this year. Um, and then on top of that, of course, Ramondre Stevenson goes out. Damian Harris was doubtful to begin with. Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong split the backfield yeah. workload. Mm-hmm. Each of them scored a touchdown this week, but. I don't really have him highlighted in our running back section because we don't know how hurt Stevenson is yet, I believe. And then there's also uh, Damian Harris, you know, apparently could have came back this week, um, was a little bit close here. So definitely monitor that situation. Another decent game for Hunter Henry, too. He's going to be hit or miss in this tight end landscape. But he was definitely far above average this week when you're talking about tight ends this year. Yeah, I was surprised uh, because we had Jacoby Myers not play. He was inactive for this contest. So was Mm -hmm. Damian Harris. And the thought is, okay, so if Ramondre Stevenson misses time, Damian Harris is going to get some work. I'm not positive that's the case, but it's going to be a complicated backfield where I do think Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong yeah. do some of the receiving stuff, and Damian Harris yep. gets some of those carries. And, and because of that, like you mentioned, it's hard to really recommend one of those guys over the other. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know, you know, going back to Ramondre, I don't know for sure if him coming back into the game is a good sign or a bad <laughs> sign. Uh one, that he felt good enough to come back in the game, or the other side of that is that he came back in the game and possibly hurt himself worse. Right. So we'll have to monitor his practice status because uh, your stake league points champion after 14 mm. weeks has been riding Ramondre Stevenson, <laughs> a very uh, a nice cheap late buy that has been on the roster all year. So uh, you know we'll, we'll have to see about that. But the, uh, the it's definitely Aguilar something one, that'll come in on Thursday. Nelson Aguilar might be more actionable, although Jacoby Myers should be back. I think he was also with a concussion too, and that's why he didn't practice all week. I thought Kendrick Bourne uh, was going to get more of the sl- lot opportunities and that wasn't the case it was Nelson Aguilar that kind of took that over and remember they have Taekwon Thornton who yeah. looked really good in the preseason then got injured was out for much of the much mm-hmm. of the beginning half came back had an explosive play like it's he possible like they two, get three TD in. game yeah yeah and he did have five targets here so yeah I guess we never know but um so yeah, that's another possibility but it, yeah it is tough to rely on Patriots receivers are we good to move on to uh the actual waiver wire recommendations here yes I think we are good to move on all right so no more bye weeks that's the good news uh we are finally past that point if you survived by Mageddon two uh and made it to the playoffs kudos hopefully you are not dealing with a quarterback situation and that's the hard part is because mm-hmm. you've mentioned almost a third of the teams might be waffling at quarterback or having to do some sort of thing due to injury or mm-hmm. the team context like Rodgers and Jordan Love Hopefully you're not in the playoffs if you yeah. have one of those quarterbacks because that's the other, mm-hmm. you know like none of these are really great spots. That's yeah. the unfortunate issue. Yeah, so uh, I mean maybe if you're in a 16 team super flex, there's actually going to be guys available this week, or like our <laughs> yes. 14 team dynasty where everyone's holding three, four quarterbacks. There might actually be guys available, so we're going to run them all down um, the best we can. And um, you know I don't want to stress uh, Colt McCoy too much, but mm-hmm. I think I would argue that he's arguably the well, the, the top pickup. Uh, for the rest of the season out of all these guys that we're talking about because one we know he's the starter of the rest of the season two upcoming schedule okay he's at Denver which is really tough they're second best against opposing quarterbacks so if you're streaming this week and this week alone 
or maybe you decide to stream the rest of the season. You don't grab McCoy yet, but he finishes uh, versus Tampa Bay, middle of the pack, and at Atlanta. You know, pretty good matchup there in the fantasy football championships. So, um, you know, there's a lot of names that we're going to talk about, and I think he is right up there with the top ones. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because that Broncos one, can, can you really recommend starting uh, him against the Broncos? No, but otherwise, I, mm-hmm. I, I think there's no. – possibility for it yeah now let's look at the other side of that matchup this week here russell wilson is in concussion protocol here mm-hmm. uh brett rapine or ripian or however we're saying it i yeah, i didn't i Ripien's only caught fine. it yeah i only caught it gl- gl- glancingly on red zone but uh you know he's a decent two quarterback league stream the cardinals are a great matchup for opposing quarterbacks and uh he seems to have some chemistry with jerry judy that's for sure um, so, you know, that's given me a, actually a real tough situation. Maybe we'll talk about some dilemmas at the end. Uh, Jerry Judy actually being good. I was forced to start him last week, but now with Christian Watson being back, it's like, okay, what do I do now? But, um, anyway, so yeah, Brett Rapine, fine again, as a streamer against the Cardinals, probably not a playoff team starter in a single quarterback league, but definitely two QB league viable because he was probably dropped after Russ came back. Yeah, uh, for sure. Then there was the news that occurred last week, which was the Falcons who, aren't mm-hmm. out of playoff contention, but are, I think, making the right call and switching QBs are looking at Desmond Ritter for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's only 4% rostered in Yahoo formats. Okay, rest of season schedule. Actually, a pretty good rest of season schedule. It's uh, it's the Saints and then the Ravens and then the Cardinals in the Fantasy Football Championship. Of course, he has some rushing upside. I still don't feel confident about rolling out a rookie in the Fantasy Playoffs. I'd probably feel better... Um, especially this week, you know, if you look at his matchup against New Orleans, I'd probably feel better going after McCoy or Rapine, but, uh, or there's a couple other guys I like too, that are just general streamers that we can roll with, but we do need to keep you posted on Desmond Ritter because I it looks actually, like he, he's the guy. I think Ritter is, if I'm picking up any one of these for a super flex, I'm going to roll the dice on Ritter given potential, mm-hmm. uh, scheme fit as well too. I mean, you, you, we have been mentioning Marcus Mirota as a pickup every single week because of the upset that he gives you with the rushing floor. It's the same type of athletic profile for Ritter. Maybe mm-hmm. not quite as fast as Mariota, but Mariota has been in the league for yeah. eight or nine years. So there's going to be a down. I, I don't mind Ritter. The only issue is no Kyle Pitts. Uh, Drake London is your number one target and has been. I, I'm worried. Bit, you know, like I mean, Drake London has been coming on lately with Mariota. Sure. And I'm, I'm worried how if that pattern is going to continue at all with Ritter, just a shakeup, you know, not nothing terribly against Ritter, but it's, you know, a different, uh, a slightly different set of skills. So, uh, you know, we'll I see how that goes. Like, um, you weren't able to consistently rely on Drake London for much of the season. And even mm-hmm. though he's done better now, I I can't erase that. So I can't say I'm playing him at this point. Fair enough, I fair don't enough. know if Ritter changes that, but that's, here's another part. You know, like this is the fourth QB of, well, if you're in a super flex league, maybe that matters. Let's add another one, which was Baker Mayfield and his uh, mm-hmm. historics against the Raiders on Thursday night, which are people are going to forget about, you know, like two days I, comes I in. Know, I mean, that, that's a pretty impressive performance. Yeah. Man. I Seriously. watched that Thursday night game and I don't know if I'm going to forget about that for a while because, oh, okay. uh, you know, 17, I, I was 16 game. All yeah. Right. Yep. I, w- I was ready to, um, you know, I, I don't know if I'm changing my mind, but I remember thinking during that game, man, I was ready to just completely discount Baker as a fantasy and real life quarterback option and, you know, count him out and mentally move on. And now suddenly he's someone that you can see taking a stab at in a two quarterback league. Um, he's at the Packers on Monday night. Then he's got Denver again. Denver's showing up in all of these. They're a tough matchup on opposing quarterbacks generally. And then uh, Baker in the championship game has the Chargers. So uh, again, you'll notice the pattern here. I'm putting the upcoming schedule here because I want to see them through the playoffs. And we'll do that throughout all our position groups today, pretty much. So uh, Baker's fair, but uh, he wouldn't make my top three this week. Yeah, I'm still out on Baker Mayfield. I know that was an impressive performance and two days 
of knowing the scheme, whatever. Great. Pretty convinced that he's not the guy. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, it's the weapons that the Rams do or do not have. I'm just not convinced that's going to matter. The Packers one though, like if you're saying which one of these crap guys am I starting this week? Joe Barry defense. Yes. Fire that up. I will gladly say fantasy points will happen against Joe Barry's defense. Right. I, I, like I said, I don't think he makes my top three for this week or rest of Mm -hmm. season, but again, he's on the list. That'd be the the worst Culver's board bet of all time. So we'll avoid that. Brock Purdy uh, was injured. Of course, he's now had two pretty good relief appearances. I guess he Mm -hmm. started this past week uh, with the oblique. It doesn't sound like it's serious. It sounds like Brock Purdy's going to play. It's going to be fun. If that, yeah, if that's the case though, Josh Johnson is your backup. Mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan was not worried. I guess I'd say uh, yesterday, when they're going over the only thing practice. is they have a thursday game right yep. and he's limited on monday's practice estimate consider day-to-day so again just more of a bullet point than actual evidence here similar with the ravens right because tyler huntley went into concussion protocol um we know how that's gone this season yep. anthony brown is next up but then there's lamar kind of lingering in the background what do we know about lamar how bad is the knee injury is he going to be ready to return so there is some you know, there, there's something going on in Baltimore, but I'd be lying if I told you I knew what that was right now. Yeah, uh, concussions all across the boards. So there's Tyler Huntley. Then there was Kenny Pickett, who got knocked mm-hmm. out. Mitchell Trubisky uh, comes into the game, you know, against the Panthers, against the Raiders, against the uh, Ravens to end the season. I would imagine mm-hmm. once Kenny Pickett is good to go, they will put him back in because they invested yeah. the first round oh, pick. Yeah, absolutely, but it's very course. possible Trubisky plays this week against the mm-hmm. Panthers. They did do better than I would have thought against the Seahawks this past week. So maybe it's an yeah, they came, defense. Yeah, they came out to play, and the Panthers actually got themselves like they're fully in playoff contention yeah. mm-hmm. after the Bucks kind of laid a turn on in the in the late games on Sunday. So uh, yeah, Trubisky's okay. That actually um, gives me a dilemma with because I think Deontay Johnson's a little better with Trubisky, and. Um, and he now suddenly Deontay Johnson's starting to become you know, on my flex radar in a ten team league. It's it's going to be him or Olave, and Olave's been bad with uh, Dalton going on. So again, dilemmas created by all of this stuff here. Uh, one guy who I would pick up if I knew for sure he uh, was going to play, and uh, I don't know if I've noted otherwise yet. And that's Mike White. He was knocked out of the Jets game mm-hmm. multiple times. God, did he take a beating in Buffalo? Uh, you know, just you could see him getting the wind knocked out of him, and him. <laughs> Doing that, uh, yeah, that'll make a fun noise in the microphone. Doing that on the sidelines, I, I don't know if you caught any of that, but uh, he was he was taking shots, man, and uh, you know his team's behind him. But uh, anyway, he's got he's home against the Lions if he's healthy and playing. And of course, you know we'll see uh, what what the weather looks like there over there. But um, he he's the guy, and I actually like him as a stream uh, if I can. But what happens if something they find something in the MRI or something with Mike White? And he can't play. What did the Jets do? It's they are, a, I actually they are, yes, Flacco. they are a playoff team. Zach Wilson has clearly lost that rock locker room. They're, I mean, I shouldn't say they are a playoff team yet, but they're a team with high playoff aspirations and definite potential. You have to go with Flacco, right? Because uh, he was far more effective early in the season when uh, you know Zach Wilson was gone. So I don't know. If the Jets are serious about the playoffs, and and if Salah makes the right decision, he'll roll Flacco. But um, Whoever it is, Mike White or Flacco, against the Lions this week, I'm uh, I'm definitely considering them as one of the top stream options. So, Kim, and you mentioned Matt Ryan, too. I don't know if they're going to really make that switch necessarily, although he did look yeah, bad. He looked but horrific. I People don't we, remember I, that. I think we would have known during the bye week if the Colts were going to go back. And we watched Sam Ellinger for a couple of weeks. We also know he sucks, too. So, the, it's to me, I'm not interested. How, how are you ranking these guys? I actually my order is far different than yours. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. I think you're higher on Desmond Ritter than me. 
And um, the tough part, you know, to go back to Ritter, which is why I leave him off of this. I know he's got rest of season. You know, it's his job there. But I worry about them only letting him throw the ball 15 times a game in a similar sense, uh, like the week one through three, Justin Fields. And there's upside in the unknown and rookie and uh, rookie potential. There's upside there. But I don't know if I want to lean on that uh, going into the fantasy football playoffs. So I'm much more comfortable taking the 15 points I get from Colt McCoy, who I rank at the top. Uh, Mike White, assuming he plays, I rank number two this okay. week. Uh, so these are like, I, I I should separate them for this week and rest of season, but this is kind of a rest yeah, of season no, ranking fine. in mine. Uh, so McCoy, I put at the top. Uh, I put uh, Mike White next. You know, that's assuming he plays this week. Then I throw in Tannehill at the Chargers. He's going to get uh, Traylon Burks back, most likely. We saw the emergence of Chigi this week, um, which is which is fantastic. And then, you know, number four, I wrote Mac Jones because he's at the Raiders this week, and that's a pretty decent matchup. And maybe some of his weapons get healthier. We'll see. But uh, I'm going with the surefire 15 points, uh, which I think you can almost say about all of those guys, instead of the... 5 to 25 point range that Ritter gives you, I guess, is, you know, and maybe that depends on what the rest of your roster and what the rest of your lineup looks like. How many chances do you have to take if you're way behind against the powerhouse? Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going safety, and that's why my rankings look like that. How about you? Okay, so I, Mike White for sure. Uh, and we had been arguing the last two weeks, both you and I, I guess, petitioning because we weren't arguing, but Mike White is the rest of season guy given the st- uh, schedule, provided he's healthy. So that let's mm-hmm. just clarify that. I actually think this week, and I'm more focused on this week because if you are in a spot where you're considering any of these guys, it is a this week and we move on streaming spots. I don't don't care about what Colt McCoy's uh, week 18 against the Falcons is. Can he help me win this week? No, is my answer. I don't think against the Broncos, I feel comfortable at all. I would rather play Baker Mayfield. I would rather play Brock Purdy. I would rather play Ryan Tannehill. I would rather play Mac Jones. I mean, there's six or seven guys that I'm taking over Colt McCoy uh, Mm -hmm. this week. And I, I... I would play Ritter over Colt McCoy, but I would also play all six of those, seven of those guys that I mentioned over Ritter as well, too. So yeah, it's, it's a hard enough. spot at, right. at this point. So let me let me put a scenario out there because uh, I think some of our listeners might find uh, this themselves in this. Um, let's say you're in the playoffs and you have you know a solid guy as your starter, you know Herbert Mahomes, whatever, um, and you have an extra spot on your bench. There's some dead weight, whether it's Mariota, uh, whether it's someone that you know you you can cut, you don't need your second defense, what have you. Um, then in that case, the pick is probably Desmond Ritter to sit on your bench because he's sitting on your bench anyway, and he has the highest ceiling out of all of these guys, right? You don't want so to Justin Fields. Out yeah. There. So, um, you know, again, you could pick a guy up who gets eight points a week the rest of the way. And, you know, if any, that, then that killed your bench, but, um, you don't want somebody else to, uh, what if, you know, what if Let's just crazy hypothetical. What if Ritter's next three weeks are like the Justin Fields three week MVP right, stretch? Right. That's not outside the realm of possibility entirely because of a somewhat similar style of play. So you grab him for your bench to block the other person, you know. But if you need to use someone, you know, this week, I, I'm definitely looking elsewhere. I think that's a really good context to provide. And again, what you are deeming as like bench fodder, I think is really important. And you have to mm-hmm. assess your roster and lineup before that occurs. But that Ritter has the most potential on the ground. I still think Mike White, mm-hmm. uh, it's the same concept where you could maybe play Mike White and get a start out of that. So I will block somebody from doing so. But mm-hmm. it, but it's a tough call. So we've spent a lot of time on quarterbacks that don't really matter. Let's take a word from our sponsors, Blue Wire. If you're the video audience, obviously, uh, we'll be right back. Audio audience, stick around after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so talking running backs, we had mentioned Cam yep. Akers. Zonovan Knight, who I did drop in a league thinking Ooh. there's no way that was going to happen. Boy, I look yeah. foolish there. I started Michael Carter in a league. Yeah, so, that you doesn't know. work either. Tyler Algier, James Cook is you know still there. Mm-hmm. Then there was that weird Seahawks combo. Turns out didn't matter at all, even though we had kind of correctly guessed mm-hmm. it when DJ Dallas and Kenneth Walker didn't play. Yeah, Jordan yeah, Mason yeah. still there too. Khalil Herbert, probably the most interesting one. And I would still mm-hmm. say check your injury reserve, check your waiver wire if he is available. Yeah. Uh, could be coming back as soon mm-hmm. as this week as well. So, so okay, so to start things off, just sticking with the same theme that I was doing with quarterbacks, there are some players that are probably going to get five, six points this week that we're going to go over. The running back pool is incredibly shallow. Um, but that being said, don't need a guy to start to pick up and start this week for the running backs and you're just trying to bolster your bench with high upside guys personally i think the move is josh kelly uh, out of all these guys that we're going to talk about get your Eckler handcuff and insurance just just in case right because if you don't need to pick if you don't need to start chuba hubbard this week for example um i think kelly might actually be a more valuable ad but Chuba Hubbard was the uh, first name that I put on this list. He's only 33% rostered in Yahoo formats. He was the far more efficient back than uh, Deontay Foreman Mm -hmm. or uh, or Ramon Ramon Blackshear this week. Um, Again, I don't expect Carolina to lead a ton of games the rest of the way out. I think this whole playoff uh, situation with them is a little bit, uh, you know, exaggerated. I said Ramon, it's Raheem Blackshear. Sorry, I knew it was an R name. Um, But the thing is, is while Hubbard looked pretty good this week, He's more likely to lose touches to Blackshear than Foreman is. Foreman's your between the tackles guy, I think, and these other guys are. Uh, so, I mean, well, Chuba Hubbard, you can pick him up. Um, he can go ahead and uh, get you some fantasy points, maybe useful for PPR. Um, you, but the thing is, is Deontay Foreman had 21 carries in, in this game right. here, and they were ahead. They took a lead on the Seahawks. So that was interesting. But um, but either way, the next two matchups are Pittsburgh and Detroit. They're both at home for Carolina. Again, it's a desperation flex, or if you uh, if you lost Ramondre and were shallow already, you know Chuba is a guy that you could pick up and count on for a couple of points. But uh, you know you don't you're not excited about it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, is this Panthers team going to continue to have leads? I would have said no this past week, and yet they literally were out from mm-hmm. from the word go on that side. So, but when they not, don't have leads, though, that's where Chuba Hubbard's value exactly because because then there's no I would. I would be shocked if Deontay Foreman had another 20 carry game this season. And even right. in Foreman's yes. 20 yes. carry game, Chuba looked, he was more efficient. He, and uh, you know, he looked pretty good. So of course, Blackshear uh, sniped that touchdown towards the end there. But uh, I, I mean, if you need to start this week, that's, I put Chuba Hubbard at the top because 
Okay, so this actually tees up a really good question, Jake. We had uh, a user, Gibbs, we have to get a couple of those Zs in there, ask, which pickup do you want to have, Deonta Foreman or Zonovan Knight? I'd take Bam Knight. Okay. So I, I mean, Bam Knight's around 60%, so he's outside our threshold, but he's the top running back pickup if you can get him. I mean, if we're going to go into that type of depth, look at J.K. Dobbins. He's only 70% rostered. Mm-hmm. There's almost a third of leagues where J.K. Dobbins is out there, and he looked phenomenal this week. Um, you know, we'll see what's going on with this quarterback situation and whatnot. But, um, you know, he was the guy that I picked up while he was on, on IR. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I'm him, really yeah. happy that I stashed him because I think he's going to be uh, pretty effective here. So, I mean, you know, if we're talking about picking, if Bam Knight's still available, might as well look at J.K. Dobbins too. But, yeah, Bam Dobbins would be number one, Bam Knight number two than anybody else we're talking about here. I, I agree as well. Uh, I, I As somebody that cuts out of a night, I was pretty convinced he wasn't going to be a factor. He certainly was. I think he'll continue to be. Uh, whereas Foreman, especially with how he's yielding those passing opportunities to Chuba mm-hmm. Hubbard, makes me a little, a little more skittish. So I didn't even catch this. Can you break me down? Damien Her- Pierce, I'm sorry, got injured during the game with the Texans. Obviously, that was the near win for the one now 11 and one Texans overcoming the uh, vaunted Cowboys and Mike McCarthy. Sure, I'm go- they're going to do great in the playoffs. Uh, Tech. Tech Harry was trying to convince me that he watched this past week and I disagree with that notion. Uh, so Damian Pierce got injured. There was Darian Gubawale, who we know very well as Madison uh, UW fans here. Mm-hmm. More of the receiving threat, but so is Rex Burkhead. And obviously Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead is suddenly their goal line guy now. <laughs> I, I don't so, get so what here's what's going on. Rex Burkhead. Yeah, here's what's going on. As of this morning, we have latest news on Rotowire. Damian Pierce suffered a relatively mild high ankle sprain and oh. could miss one to two weeks. So the uh, the H word, the high word was in there. So you worry about that, even though it's relatively mild. Um, honestly, Pierce might be a cut for me now that I'm reading that because week 17, he's playing the Jags. So maybe he comes back and does good there. But uh, there's a decent chance Pierce could be a cut for me. Um, in any case, it's a terrible team, terrible offense. Um, Davis Mills, Kyle Allen, doesn't matter. Um, it, you know, it's brutal. And, they're, uh, and of course, we have Brandon Cooks. And um, and Nico Collins, both sideline. Who knows if they're going to come back, if or when they're going to come back. But, um, again, if you're looking for a running back that's going to get some touches, you can count on for five, six fantasy points. I think you look to Rex Burkhead first and then Daria Gumbawale. I mean, both could be looked at in a similar light. But I only take I only say Burkhead because of the possibility of a goal line carry because he is their goal line back technically without Damian Pierce. Here. <laughs> Just incredible. Um, they cut Eno Benjamin yesterday. I'm not quite sure what's up with that uh, because remember when the Cardinals cut him and yeah. under kind of weird circumstances after starting the previous three weeks. Yeah, he started the first three. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something going on in the locker room there. But anyway, Eno Benjamin is not in the picture, and they're, they've got Rex and Daria. I'm sure they bring someone up from the practice squad that uh, would be a little inconsequential for me. But, um, you know, Damian Pierce owners, I guess you go to Burkhead. But, again, you don't feel great about it. You're probably looking, like like I teased, the wide receivers are big this show. Um, and if you're flexing a running back before, chances are you're flexing a wide receiver this week. Well, yeah, and it's, again, the Dobbins, Damian Harris as well got more relevant with the, the Patriots news. Uh, the Zonovan Knights, the Deonta Foremans are, are highly rostered, but possibly still available. Mm-hmm. And when you get down to the, the, the droves of this situations, you know, the, yeah. the Dara and Gubalize and Rex Burkheads. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I would argue really uh, Matt Breida and Gary Brightwell, too, with what happens exactly. with Saquon Barkley. Yep. It, these are just like complicated situations that unfortunately, as we do mm-hmm. the Tuesday podcast, probably won't get resolved till Thursday or Friday. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Damian Harris, 50 percent when I checked last night. I would probably roll the dice on him uh, over anybody other than Dobbins and, and Knight. 
I mean, right. the, the rest of the season schedule uh, at the Raiders versus the Bengals uh, versus Miami. Uh, hopefully, Ramondre Stevenson is okay. I've got some shares where I'm definitely hoping that he's okay. But um, I don't know. Damian Harris could come in and be impactful as well. Yeah, it's it's a hard spot to be in if you really are trying to mm-hmm. treasure trove some of these running backs. And uh, the Seahawks situation, we had talked a lot last week, kind of unfolded the way we did, although none of those guys were super relevant. Yeah. And now being a Thursday night game, too, well, it's possible we could do this again. I forget who started this trend, but wasn't there a reporter that said Tony Jones was going to start and get the majority of the work? Yep. That mm-hmm. turned out to be completely false. Um, it was Travis Homer, and um, he dominated the snaps and the touches but very inefficient and didn't take advantage of an excellent matchup. And this situation is another one that I wouldn't uh, really make a call on until Friday or Saturday. I mean, Homer can be dropped, uh, you know, if Gainwell or even if one of those other guys comes back because it's too big of a split to be interesting. Yeah, Boston Scott got his typical touchdowns to the Giants like he does every yep. single time they play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that was blowout nature, but I it do. looks like yeah. uh, if you were rostering Gainwell still, um, and you know, he could still be useful in the event of a Sanders injury, but it looks like Boston Scott's the backup there. Yeah. Marlon Mack also with the Broncos. I mean, we, we had to have this conversation three weeks ago when we had the, uh, Melvin Gordon release and everything else. And it feels like there's no, like, do you really want to play Latavius Murray in the playoffs? It's, it's a hard spot to Latavius be Murray. I would consider I, you you're not get happy away about that. doing it is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And Marlon Mack is at that point. I will point out Joshua Kelly had the most snaps he's had the entire year mm-hmm. this past week, and that went over the Raiders, 32. He, they used to be platooning that uh, backup spot with yep. Sonny Michelle and Kelly. It's very clearly Kelly now. Mm-hmm. The- if you're just tuning in now, what I said at the very beginning <laughs> of the running back section was, here are a bunch of junk guys that will get you five, six points if you need desperately a starter this week. If you don't need a starter and are just making your bench the best it can be, Josh Kelly's the one that you add, I think, because he has got the highest ceiling rest of the season. He could go again. I don't want to wish this on anyone. And I very much need Austin Eckler to lead me to the stake league title this year. Um, But Kelly could go to a top 15 running back if something were to happen on any given week. So uh, for that reason, he'd be the he'd be the man. Now, I put a few cuts cuts down, but really, I only wrote down Dontrell Hillard. Uh, because he has a neck injury and I wanted it, uh, you know, to uh, as, as an excuse to talk about chestnut here because it looks like chestnut is probably the new Derrick Henry handcuff. And that's relevant uh, for some people here. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, let's get to those receivers, right? I mean, let's how, how do you want to structure this? Because there are so many that you could possibly start and uh, feels like you have a clear yep. tier. Of the, so I have a line of this? distinction where I've okay. got uh, one, two, three, four. Five, six names. The first two of those first two are pretty, um, you know, are pretty, uh, um, are guys that we've talked about significantly in the past. We'll breeze through them pretty quick here. Um, And then there are some names where I don't really trust them in the fantasy playoffs, but if you're in a really deep league or you're desperate, uh, you know, similar to the running backs, they're guys that might be able to get you somewhere. Okay. So Nelson Aguilar at the top of which one of those lists for you? I don't know if Nelson Aguilar is at the top, but he is definitely in the startable in the playoff situation here. I I would put him there. We talked about this situation at length. We expect Devontae Parker to be out. Uh, Myers will probably be back, but uh, Nelson Aguilar with 10 targets, I'm not ignoring that. No, I I agree with you. Uh, How about a guy that exploded now for, what, two past weeks here, DJ Shark? Uh, I guess 
the revenge game against the Jaguars the week mm-hmm. before wasn't an explosion, but this one certainly was against the Vikings, who Vegas correctly identified as favorites, despite being the lopsided right. record difference. With the Lions being the favorites. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. We, we had the Anyway, um, no, DJ Shark is only 41% rostered. He's last handful of weeks, he's, he, just, he just keeps getting better and better since returning from injury. So that leads me to believe that he is healthy in the snap share. Tells a really big story here. I mean, Amonra, 86.8%. DJ Shark, 85.3%. If you were thinking about Jameson Williams, 19.1%, you know, compared to 60% for Josh Reynolds. So DJ Shark is wide receiver, too. He is a service. It's a little bit of a tough matchup against the Jets this week, but um, he should he should definitely be rostered. And he's he falls into that. I could stomach flexing him in the playoffs category. I, I completely agree with you on that. Hey, our boy, Romeo Dobbs, possibly back after the bye week. Right now we have Christian Watson emerging from the Packers. Randall Cobb is healthy. Packers still have a playoff shot, which means Aaron Rodgers is still going to be starting, we think. Mm-hmm. And it's against a Rams defense that's been vulnerable. He looked okay against Devontae Adams and company last Thursday, but different situation coming to Lambeau uh, with Baker Mayfield, the theoretically a bit more practice time. I don't know. What's your thoughts on the Packers passing this? Yeah, so um, Dobbs is one of those guys that I put in the possible playoff start situation. I assume on Monday night that Jalen Ramsey is going to be tasked with Christian Watts in the rookie's compensation. I don't know that for sure. Um, but I, I, I just I feel that it's going to go that way. And Dobbs had the advantage earlier in the season. He was very he was a very wide receiver three flex guy, absolutely uh, within reason to do that yeah, on a week to week basis here. And but that was largely because of all the injuries. He was kind of in a last man standing situation. I mean, now they have Watson breaking out. Cobb is back. Alan Lazard is still around, and he's going to lead the snap counts among wide receivers because of his downfield blocking abilities. So. Um, but Dobbs is someone that is worth taking a shot on to see if he gets anywhere near the kind of volume that he was getting before. Okay. Uh, how else? <laughs> what, what, how do you want to attack the rest of this mm-hmm. uh, overall? Which guys okay, I'll, I'll just, since we started by talking about the guys who I think are startable in the playoffs, um, you know, I'll run through the rest. <laughs> Obviously, Donovan Peoples-Jones, 58% roster. I just wanted to tee you up for that. This is this is your guy. This yeah. is your triumphant mention. I know. I've been saying this for, for days. Now, granted, I caught a little bit of a break. I was a little bit worried about his volume when Njoka came back. Then we get the information that Amari Cooper is going to be on a pitch count with his injury here. But uh, either way, Peoples-Jones, the question is, will Watson have hemp chemistry with Peoples-Jones? That was one of my few uncertainties. Um, he does. They, they, they connect, and he's got a great rest of season scheduled. 58% rostered, though, so just misses our, our, uh, our uh, threshold there. Also, have to look at Chris Moore, who saved me in our staff dynasty league this week. I had like eight people on by and picked up. My two pickups to flex were Chris Moore and Richie James, Joe. No, oh, wow. I Richie had a, James, too, the I had, a, too. I had a stroke of genius starting. You know how hard the waiver wire is in mm-hmm. that league. And I had a stroke of genius there with Chris Moore. He was second in snap share and top in targets for Houston, 11 targets, more than twice as many as any other Houston player. He finished with 10 catches for 124 yards. Volume, his volume, of course, is largely dependent on the status of Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. But any week where both of those guys or even one of those guys sit sit out, I think Chris Moore can be flexed in the playoffs here. And then this is a little bit more of a high upside guy, but I know a lot of people this left uh, a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, because if you drafted Elijah Moore, you're not in the playoffs, probably given the stock. I mean, yeah, you could probably work your way around that. But um you know, I used probably a fourth or fifth round pick in a 14-team league, and it just killed me. And I cut him, of course. Uh, but now he's back. And Corey Davis also suffered a concussion, which, again, mm. that's almost a lock for a missed game here. So, um, again, it's a little dependent if Mike White is playing. I'm less excited maybe if it's Flacco or Wilson. 
But uh, as long as Mike White's out there, he gets the Lions this week, Jacksonville, Seattle. Great rest of season schedule. I think we could see something uh, out of Elijah Yeah, Moore. just Lions, Jaguars, Seahawks to end the year. Let's go. Mike White, QB1, rest of the way. I'm, <laughs> I'm convinced of it. Please be healthy. I need this to occur because those Jets' offense weapons are there, and the defense obviously is good. It'd be really curious to see how the juggernaut Lions offense handles a great Jets defense. Neither of those things I would have ever thought I'd say uh, in the middle of December when we were doing the show to begin in the end of July or whatever else it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those were the guys that you consider starting this there, week. There are, there are, you can pallet starting those guys yeah, okay. if you have to in a flex position or a wide receiver So who's situation. the ones that I'm plugging my nose on and just diving in deep into this list? Yeah, so if you have to, I mean, I throw Jamison Williams out there because he's 36% rostered and steadily getting more involved. He's an upside guy, but 19.1% of his snaps, and uh, I don't know if he still was on that special teams work, but that's a little discouraging for me, so I'm not as in on him. Um, we do have to think about Trent Irwin from the Bengals. Uh, you know, I have to say from the Bengals because you probably don't know who Trent Irwin is. Um, he had a season-high 83.6% of snaps with T. Higgins uh, and Tyler Boyd dealing with hamstring and finger injuries, respectively. Uh, only two targets for Irwin, but one went for a long st- score. He is somehow, with Hayden Hurst still bang up, uh, does he end up wide receiver two in that offense with Joe Burrow? I mean, they'll pump 20 targets to chase, but someone's got to come next, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, with, if Hayden Hurst continues, right, right? He was out this past week, or did he finally come back? He was out this past week. I actually kind of like the chant. He's got a nice matchup and rest of the season schedule picking him up, but I don't want to spoil the tight end section here. Um, of course, we haven't talked about Debo Samuel much. He's got an ankle sprain and an MCL sprain. That's not good. Expected to return at some point during the regular season. I mean, that's a joke. There's no way that's going to be. T- I mean, this is almost the Kyler Murray situation when he was getting carted off on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the mood, the vibe, the whole situation was uh, was just not good. So I would argue that you could probably drop Devo if you were really in a crunch. I mean, you really want to hang around to have a banged up limited guy in your fantasy championship? Yeah, I there's no the 49ers have either the two or three C locked up. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for them to be doing anything else, especially with their skill yeah. guys to rush Debo back would be a mistake. I agree with you. I think he mm-hmm. I think he is a drop candidate for sure. Yeah, the tough part is, is there's no easy replacement, as is often the case with right. wide receivers. Obviously, Ayuk skyrocket or stock skyrockets. I, I was thinking about the. You can rally team name in my head again when I bring whenever I bring him up now. But you look at the rest of that wide receiver depth chart. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, Jawan Jennings, uh, they were the snap beneficiaries, but really not a ton of interest there given the Brock Purdy slash uh, uh, whoever the backup is, Josh Josh Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, something like that. So um, the one thing is, is Ray Ray McLeod did get three carries. So that Debo role, which is kind of that Debo role. So if Ray Ray is going to step in. And, um, and, and, you know, and get some of those carries like Debo, that makes me slightly more interested in. But again, we're throwing darts here. It's a long shot. No, I, I agree. It's it's a hard spot to yep. be in. Same for a guy like Kendall Hinton, uh, Hinton for the receiver for the Broncos. Yeah. Especially if you have Brett Ripien as your QB instead of Russell Wilson. Well, the problem is, is that Hinton, you know, after Sutton is out and after Hamler's out, Hinton suddenly gets on the radar, right? But he also came away with a hamstring injury. He did play 86% of snaps, so good for him. No other receiver, you know, besides him and Judy had more than 13% of snaps. So it's a two wide receiver set situation. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if Sutton doesn't come back, I think Dulcich and the tight ends, the whole group gets more targets. So I'm not necessarily jumping on Hinton. But if Hinton is healthy enough to play, um, you could, I could see taking a stab at him. Probably the best name of this group is Ben Skronik, who had 100% of the snaps 
looked pretty darn okay with Baker Mayfield and gets the Joe mm-hmm. Barry Packers defense this week. I think Ben yeah. Skronik is a play this week if I had to yeah. in a 14-team league. See, there are two things working for him, or three things, really. One, he's only 3% rostered, so he's out there. Mm-hmm. Two, he played 100% of the snaps. And three, he had uh, eight targets, caught seven of them for 89 yards. So he's definitely interesting. I don't want to mess around and play this roulette wheel with uh, Skoronek, Tutu Atwell, and Van Jefferson. I thought Van Jefferson would be the guy due to his you know, he draft still has profile. Been okay. he, yeah, but he was only four targets, I think, compared to nine for Tutu and eight for Skoronek. So, yeah, he saved basically Van Jefferson was on track for a dreadful fantasy day until he caught the game winning score obviously you can't just say well if you take away his one best play he sucked that's that's cheap lazy analysis there but uh i was um well, I, I was nervous. I, my biggest decision this week across many leagues due to buys was Van Jefferson or Donovan Peoples-Jones. Unfortunately, I went with my boy who uh, ended up getting the volume to overtake Jefferson. But I don't trust starting any of these guys. I really don't. You know, one of them will probably have a good game. And if you go by targets and snapshare, I guess Skronik is uh, is there. But I don't – I just – I, 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 the Rams game, the game flow of that was they were behind essentially the entirety of the contest. What do you think is happening against the Packers? I, I mean, I, I don't know. How much do you trust the Packers? It could be a little bit closer. I think that that defense is the worst in the league, and they will allow points to anybody mm-hmm. and production to anybody. And yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm not ready to be that self loathing. I just think Cam Akers is going to get more involved in the game plan. Baker Mayfield's going to throw a lot less passes, and Cam Akers is going to get a lot more carries because the real weakness of this Packers defense is the run stopping. Yes, to an effect, I guess I would I would counter, wouldn't we have said that same thing about Derrick Henry against the Titans game? Well, they decide, oh, no, I mean, everyone else sucks mm-hmm. on the Titans. We're going to shut them down, and that's when Traylon Burks dunks on Jair Alexander and uh, Ryan Tannehill goes off. Baker is mm-hmm. not nearly as talented, nor do I think the scheme is correct. So you're right, Cam Akers was going to get at least 15 carries, even if he's not effective. But the slot receivers, Ben Skronik, Tutu Atwell, yeah, no, I I will. I, that is a Culver's board, but I will feel confident saying Ben Skronik in a oh boy in a twelve team league can be a wide receiver three. I mean, who do you want to put him up against? Peoples Jones. Uh, uh, I guess I would put him up against. Oh, yeah, none of those guys. I, I would just put yeah. him in that list. <laughs> I, would, I would move him up. Into the, I'm not all right, so so there we go. Are you? I do all this stuff. Let's move on. This uh, before we do, let's get a word from our sponsors, Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back and has been all season long at Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action. You are looking for, and if college football is more of your speed, why wouldn't it be? They got plenty of that, too, on Monkey Knife Fight. There's no sharks, no salary caps, no math. It's easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com, and you'll get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit matched instantly up to $100. What are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. Jake, what are you waiting for? Let's talk about the tight ends that we yep. got correct this past week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I... Uh... I mentioned a lot of Chigi last week, and uh, he looked great. He went out. He Titans had a great tight game. end. I, the people are not going to understand who we're talking about. Chi- yeah, Chigi Okonkwo. Sorry, yes. Chi- Chigi Zioa. Chigi Zioa. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't catch that outside of red zone, and I. I think his touchdown came during my slight Sunday afternoon nap time. But um, <laughs> I think you can just say Chig O, and everyone's yeah. going to figure it out. Chigi O. Yeah, Chigi O. Yeah. Anyway, only 14 percent rostered. Uh, the thing is, is a lot of the allure of Chigi last week was Traylon Burks would be out. Mm-hmm. And for the, they don't really love throwing to Robert Woods and Westbrook and Keen for whatever the reason. 
yeah, for whatever reason, after spending all that money on Woods, uh, you know, it's basically your AJ Brown replacement. Anyway, I can dunk on them all day. Austin Hooper's still around, right? Um, so we'll see. I, I want to look at the snap counts. I didn't look at that, uh, you know, leading up to this, but I think Chigi is absolutely uh, on the radar. I mean, they saw what they had in him, and it was, you know, a skilled, a skilled guy. Now, you know, looking at these tight ends here, um, actually. The split here was encouraging, 51.6% for Hooper, 50% for Chigi. So 50% snap share in this six targets, in this tight end landscape, uh, Chigi's absolutely someone we want to, we definitely want to look so at. So I, I like him a lot, and I picked him up thinking I would use him in a few super flex leagues that never, or, or like tight end premium ones, didn't end up working out in my favor, that's fine. I don't think the Titans could put the genie back in the bottle, and you think about the Chargers, their run defense is bad, but maybe they overcommit to Derek Henry like we have mm-hmm. seen the past couple of weeks. The passing attack would theoretically be more involved. I also thought the Colts wouldn't put the genie back in the bottle for Johnny Woods, and yet mm-hmm. he had two catches of 28 yards the week after and yep. didn't get involved, and it was stupid Kylan Grantson that was going mm-hmm. to be. So yeah, I guess we I, can re-mention Kylan Grantson right. because they were on a bye, and we just mm-hmm. kind of noted that last week. So uh, I guess if you're desperate, he could be a guy. The other one I wrote down here that I'm pretty interested in even though we don't know because of this injury, is Hayden Hurst. And the reason I'm interested in that is a couple. He's got this calf injury, right? He keeps getting, even yesterday, you know, Coach Zach Taylor called him week to week. And we learned Sunday that we can't trust any of Zach Taylor's injury reporting because I'm sure a lot of us, uh, you know, took zeros from T. Higgins this week. But in any case, Hayden Hurst is 41% rostered. I saw him dropped in a lot of transactions recently. Um you know the situation. T. Higgins has the hamstring injury. What's going to happen there? Tyler Boyd has the finger injury. What's going to happen there? I had mentioned Trent Irwin as a desperation-wide receiver play, but if Hayden Hurst comes back, he's someone that Burrow has liked, and I would actually confidently start Hayden Hurst as a top-eight tight end I agree. if you call him actives here. So 41% rostered week to week. The other thing is is they have uh, Tampa Bay this week, and they are 28 against opposing tight ends wow. in standard formats. Um, and then in week 16, they have the Patriots, who are 22 against opposing tight ends in standard formats. The magic right, might run out against Buffalo in your fantasy championship game. But uh, Hayden Hurst had, a, had to get a mention from me. Now, we could very well run into a situation where uh, – you know, he'll be benched this week, and I don't feel great about Mitchell Wilcox or Devin Nasiasi. Nassi, uh, yeah. Well, well, whatever. I'm not gonna, yeah. He doesn't but, need to be mentioned. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, Devin. Um, uh, can I but ask- those are the guys. How? I mean, anyone else you're looking at? Obviously, Evan Ingram had a huge game. So but- that's the one I want to talk about. So Evan Ingram, right, 11 catches, 146 yards, two touchdowns. The four weeks or three weeks combined had 14 targets. So to get 14 this game alone feels odd. Now throw in the fact that you have the Cowboys this week. That's a really hard spot to say, oh, yeah, week one of fantasy playoffs, I'm going to play Evan Ingram. But you had mentioned the tight end landscape. Mm-hmm. I don't. Do you have a choice? Do you play Hayden Hurst over Evan Ingram after we just saw this past week? If Hurst gets on the back on the practice field and is active, I think that was is a very, very interesting okay. thing. But I, I can't answer that right now because I need to see what the other wide receivers, what their injury status or their practice if week Higgins is. If Higgins is back or not. Like if yeah, Higgins if Higgins is available, Higgins and or Boyd. There could be a situation where, yeah. you know, uh, Hurst logs one limited practice Friday and Hurst and then Higgins and Boyd are back, then I'm not interested. And then clearly it's Evan Ingram, but there's obviously a whole bunch of different dominoes could fall in another direction and make me interested in Evan Ingram. I mean, he, he looked good enough to be, I, we know what he can do in a game and uh, you know, the floor, it's certainly there's a floor, but so does every other tight end. So uh, he's, I just looked it up. He's 56% rostered, just misses our cut, but he could, uh, I mean, 
Chigi or Ingram? That's a question that you have to uh, that I you have to consider. Oh, I would be boy, man. Now I have to think about the Chargers defense. I don't know. I might be more inclined to play to play Ingram. I think they got to play going Ingram for too. safety, but uh, you know the fact that it's a conversation should tell us all. Yeah. Uh, how about you tee up the defenses uh, streaming options while I get the start sit questions ready for us to end the show? Here yeah. Today. So uh, the one that stood out to me is uh, the New Orleans Saints. They're at home. They're only 25% rostered. They're coming off a bye, and they get the Falcons and Devin, and Desmond, Desmond Desmond Ritter. Ritter yeah. yeah, so, I mean, while, while Ritter could have a good game, this Falcons team has been decimated by injuries. Defense hasn't been the problem necessarily for the Saints, I would say, unless they're giving up, uh, you know, late game comebacks Maybe to Tom Marshall Brady. Maybe more back as well, too. I mean, yeah, we've that, been waiting, that could, waiting, waiting on that Absolutely, one that could certainly be uh, an issue. So I think they were the one that stood out the most. But I would also be a little bit interested in the Browns at 20%, depending on who starts for the Ravens at quarterback. That's one that I wouldn't submit a waiver claim for the Browns tonight because they'll probably still be out there Friday, Saturday when you're starting to make this decision and have more practice injury data to go by. Even maybe, maybe, I know you're going to hate me, but I'm going to think about the Packers on Monday Night Football. They're at home. They're off a bye. They get Baker Mayfield. I think the chances of a turnover and a poor Rams offensive line uh, I think there's enough. Maybe the Packers defense gives up 28, 35 points, but maybe they get a pick six and a couple of sacks. So, yeah. you know, it, it evens out. So the question is, Jake, do you want me to go to this game or not? Because if I go to the game, they'll lose and they'll lose horribly. And then you can't play the Packers defense. So I don't know you, about you. I'm undefeated this year. Oh, so we're going to we're going to put our uh, I'll take I guess I'll take your tickets. I'm not yeah. convinced. We traded. Uh, on Monday. That's why I'm, I'm so after, like, really we traded our uh, our Monday night football, our Rams tickets for Cowboys tickets so we can oh. get four with the people next to us. Yeah, right. So, uh, of course, Cowboys were awesome. And then I went with some other friends to the uh, the Patriots game. So. I don't know. Lambeau Field's been nothing but beautiful. So nothing are you going to this Rams game? You're saying you're not? No, I'm not because okay, we so traded our I, tickets. If I do go, that means they're going to lose. So you're just going to give me your tickets then, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm not positive it works quite that way. I will trade you both Minnesota and Detroit we for your Rams tickets. We have them, Jake. This is the whole thing. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, so interesting listener enough. Listener yeah, questions. I, I, Let's do it. I agree with you on, on the Packers part with the turnovers and sacks. The only issue is there's like six defenses because of all this quarterback attrition that I would say, oh yeah, I will play over Josh Johnson or Brett Ripien or and and mm-hmm. when there are that many options, I will just default away from Joe Barry. That's my yeah. call. So I mean, Denver fell below fifty percent. You could play them at home against Colt McCoy. That, yeah, that, well, that if you like McCoy as much as they do, I, I, I do. I mean, course. I'm just you know throwing these other ones right, out right. here. So I mean, there are a lot of different. You could do the flip against that and take the Cardinals at Denver and and Rapin, but I wouldn't do that. I don't think. Um, you know, there are a lot of options and I, a lot of, let's just face it. A lot of people are streaming, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were a top three preseason ranked defense. They're probably going below 50% or if not close to it, cause you can't trust them at all. Um, you can't trust, I mean, Denver was another top one. They're below 50%. Now there are a lot of teams opening up, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, if you got the bills or a solid team like that, or even the Patriots, you know, you, you roll with your guys. All right. Are you ready for some, uh, questions here? Yeah. We've only go. got a couple and I'm at some kind of trickling on the end. So this is kind of a two parter. So I'll have you answer it first this way. Who do you play this week? Justin Fields, Geno Smith, or Deshaun Watson? Justin, Justin Fields, Geno Smith, Smith, and Deshaun right, here, Watson. I gotta get, if we're going to do these starter sit questions here on the waiver show, i got to get yeah. next week's schedule up yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, and, and we don't have Jeff's weekly rankings just yet. That's normally my, my mm-hmm. get-out-free card. Is All right, so, so I, I mean, my, my gut feeling is to play Justin Fields without even looking at the matchups. I would agree. I would agree as well to Geno Smith and Deshaun Watson. There's a reason I'm asking it this way uh, because it's kind of a two-part. Yeah, I don't think Watson is enough, has shown enough to uh, – 
to really make it into that conversation here. So yeah, yeah, the one touchdown, uh, thirty-three rushing yards, uh, two hundred seventy-six passing yards. At least he could, like got involved a bit yeah. more, and I got the Ravens this week. It's I would play. Um, I play Fields. I think that's my man. I wouldn't touch Geno Smith against the 49ers defense. Watson hasn't shown enough yet. And yes, the Eagles defense is good, but I can see the Bears playing from behind and, and Fields having to sling it out a little bit. So, okay, so Fields is the call for that, and it's not even really that close. I, I would agree with you. Pull up Geno's page, because this is going to be a lot more complicated. Uh, this person has waivers. I'm sorry, has both J.K. Dobbins and Chris Moore on waivers, and they're thinking they need to pick up both players. Certainly Dobbins, which you had mentioned we need to grab, and I think you can make an argument for Chris Moore too. So do you drop Geno or Deshaun? Uh, or do you drop Damian Pierce as well? You had mentioned maybe cutting Pierce as an option. Those are three guys for those two players. They'd also say Gabe Davis. Don't drop Gabe Davis. But don't don't drop Dave, Damian Gabe Pierce, Davis. Geno Smith. Okay, so Watson's your first cut, I believe. Okay, over Geno Smith. Yeah, over Geno Smith. I'm All looking right. rest of season. Geno's got a pretty nice matchup week 16 against the Chiefs, and then it's the Jets. And uh, Watson, you know, while I expect some slight improvement here over the next few weeks, and he's got a pretty nice schedule. I just the ceiling's not even close to being there. So uh you drop Watson first. I think I'd w- drop Watson for uh Dobbins should yep. be your first claim, okay. right? And then do I would pick do- up Chris Moore instead of Damon Pierce. It's kind of the answer. Um uh, does he need a flex? That's that's the question yeah, yeah. here. I don't love Chris Moore is a perfectly viable flex if uh, those other guys are out. But um he's not someone that I'm picking up thinking like his value is going to go down once those other guys come back. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's no indication that they're going to miss the rest of the season or they'd have been put on IR. So I, I, if you, if you need to start this week, um, I could see making that move, but otherwise I would uh, stick to just dropping Watson and, okay. and adding Dobbins. That's fair. All right. So here's a flex Mike Williams against the Titans, Leonard Fournette uh, against the Bengals who are, are okay against running backs mm-hmm. or Dobbins. Uh, I, yeah, I forget who against the Steelers. Who do they play this week? No, they just they just did that. Dobbins and the Ravens play. We had just talked about this. Now I'm blanking on it. Yep. I'm uh, trying to control F and it's now they're they're at the Browns. Okay, so Dobbins against the Browns, interesting. Fournette against the Bengals, uh, or Mike Williams against the Titans. Flex. I don't know if it's PPR standard. That would kind of change things for me, but do the best you can. I think I, it's it's going to be. I'm going to throw out Lenny um, because he's splitting time. And the Bucks offense. I, I agree. Pretty he's, rough. The, he's three for sure. Out of so it's coming down to J.K. Dobbins and um, Mike Williams. And Mike the, Williams. The Titans. Um, it might depend a little bit on who uh, ends up starting a quarterback for the Ravens. Mm, okay. Um, but mm, I think Mike Williams is a little bit safer. I'm going Mike Williams too, and I feel a bit more comfortable in you. I think it's. I think it is the. It's right so call. tight for me. Yeah. You know, I guess maybe I'm it was okay watching Dobbins on my bench last week and wanting to find ways to get him in there. There's but. a there's a clip out there right now, and I'm not sure if you you know if you're listening to this, don't pull over to go look it up. But at the end of today, after you're like, oh man, we love J.K. Dobbins. There's a clip out there. Dobbins has breakaway run, should have easily gotten to the corner of the pylon for touchdown, is unable to do it. And not only is he unable to do it, he also doesn't really plant with his left foot to juke past the safety, which would have been a clear touchdown. Not that Dobbins is favoring anything. I don't feel like he's he doesn't seem confident in his body. And that was like a ooh, you you do that. Ohio State J.K. Dobbins, first year Dobbins, does that very confidently and scores a touchdown. Just keep that in your mind. Just, that's just an watch the clip. Fold. That's all, that's a, just watch that clip yeah. and tell me, oh, that's the guy that we are really convinced. He, mm-hmm. He's worth picking up and worth playing if you have mm-hmm. if you need to. 
but you don't so, need to when you have Mike Williams. Yeah, I got a personal flex question just for a little discussion nice. okay. here. Uh, J.K. Dobbins? Yep. Deontay Johnson? Deontay Johnson, uh, okay. Yeah, or Chris with, Olave? With, with, oh, Olave, for sure. Is it Olave? I mean, how much Olave are you exposed to? Because he has been pretty poor yeah. since Dalton took over. Uh, if suddenly they decided to start J- uh, Jameis, I mean, I'm just saying, Olave has not looked great, and Landry is back to, to siphon targets. Um, they're throwing targets to the running backs. I, so 26 I don't targets think, over the last four weeks, yeah. uh, and that's been with like the Steelers, Rams, Niners, Buccaneers. Yeah. It's the Falcons, though. Like I will play Chris Olave against mm-hmm. the Falcons every yeah. single time. What I'm saying is it's not just a layup here because I think, uh, I think Deontay, he has a pretty good matchup, too. Um, they're playing the Panthers, Deontay, and I think Deontay's better with um, with Trubisky. And then, of course, there's Dobbins. So I'm going to pain myself over that. Actually, you know what? I have a first round buy in that league, so yeah, never mind. <laughs> never last, mind. Last but question week, for yeah. you, Jake, here. So Travis Etienne, uh, we had mentioned they're going against the Cowboys this week. Zonovan Knight, I'm not uh, – well, I know they're going against a good matchup, but I'm not positive who the Zonovan Knights and the Jets are going against. Or Mike Evans. They're who, going against the Lions. Okay, so Zonovan against the Lions. That's interesting. Or Mike Evans, who has been a massive disappointment the past three weeks. He's just, Mike Evans is just so inconsistent. I think you play Etienne. ETN against the Cowboys. Yep. Okay, so I might actually leave his touches are guaranteed. Okay. All right. That, that's fair enough. That does it for us on the Tuesday issue, the Rotowire NFL podcast brought to you by No House Advantage. Uh, for those of you listening, hopefully we gave you some lineup questions, some thought process on what you need mm-hmm. to do with your last roster spots as well. Exactly. Uh, first round buy guys. Block like, your other teams. Yes. Block the other teams. Even if you have a buy this week, you should be considering picking that's players exactly up. Say. Just like Jake, who's got 14 teams on the first round buy, he's he crushed it this season. Still be active on the waiver wire for that purpose only. And obviously for those of you who are playing in your first round of players, Best of luck to everyone and best of luck to the fantasy season overall. Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.